Welcome to the Miracle Channel podcast. Every week, you'll hear powerful messages from world-renowned pastors that air on Miracle Channel, Canada's 24-7 Christian TV station. And if you want to watch more of their messages anytime you want, check out our online streaming service, Corco Plus. Follow the link in our show notes to create a free account in three simple steps. Today on the podcast, you'll hear a message from Tony Evans. Tony Evans is a speaker, author, and radio and television broadcaster. He serves as pastor to the Oak Cliff Bible Fellowship in Dallas, Texas. He serves the body of Christ through his ability to communicate complex truths in simple yet profound illustrations. And now, Tony Evans will discuss your citizenship to the kingdom of heaven as a believer. He will teach on the importance of maintaining the standard of heaven on earth, being informed by the kingdom of heaven, and living in allegiance, not to the world, but to God. Let's dive into the message. Today, Christians find themselves as the visiting team in the culture. When a pro team is a visiting team, that means they're going to battle in enemy territory. Not only do they have the other team against them, but the crowd is against them as well. Today, largely due to the failure of Christians and the church, we have now become the visiting team. We are being booed in the culture as the church and our Christian faith and even the Lord Jesus Christ is being marginalized, insulted, rejected, or more often than not, simply ignored, even though God's name will come up from time to time. But even when you are a visiting team, you're still expected to win. What we have today is secularism, secularism, humanism, and all forms of idolatry that have invaded our culture and our world. And God has called his people not to sit on the sidelines, but to get in the game. This goes beyond a candidate or a group of candidates. This has to do with the role of Christians in the culture. No matter how you voted, whether you're happy or sad about which candidate won or lost, God is still calling you to be Christian. I love the way Philippians chapter 3, verse 20 puts it, which says, for our citizenship is in heaven. So I want to talk to you about now being a kingdom citizen. Now that we can push all of the bantering behind us. It's time for Christians to decide that you're going to be Christian no matter whether your party won, your candidate won. It's time now for there to be kingdom citizens. For your citizenship is in heaven. In Luke 16, 16, Jesus says, My Father gave me a kingdom and I give you a kingdom. Because he calls his followers 
to be kingdom citizens. A kingdom citizen is a visible, verbal follower of Christ who seeks to bring the perspective of heaven and deposit them into the concerns of the culture. You see, far too many Christians are too earthly-minded that they're no heavenly good because they're so aligned with the culture that they've lost sight that their citizenship is not first here. I love the way 1 Peter 2.11 says, says, you are aliens and strangers. That your citizenship is not first on these shores. Now you are a resident here, but your ultimate allegiance is to another king, another kingdom, and another location. When you have a passport, it allows you to enter foreign countries. But you enter foreign countries as a citizen of the homeland. You don't enter foreign countries as a citizen of that country unless you're trying to give up your citizenship in the homeland. No, you are a citizen of heaven. You belong to another kingdom. He says clearly, verse 20 of Philippians 3, for our citizenship is in heaven. Now, Paul is writing to the city of Philippi. Philippi was located 800 miles from the city of Rome. So what Paul does is he uses the principle of citizenship of Philippi to make a principle of Christians. Philippians, even though you're located 800 miles from Rome, your citizenship is in Rome in terms of your earthly allegiance. So they were informed by Roman customs. They were informed by Roman laws. They were informed by Roman influence, even though they were 800 miles from Rome. I know we are a long way from heaven, but our citizenship is to be connected there. You and I are to be informed by heaven's customs, heaven's laws. Just like Philippi was informed by Caesar, you and I are to be informed by the Lord. And that's why we have no full allegiance here. You belong to another king and another kingdom because your citizenship, he says, is in heaven. You're supposed to be getting your instructions from above. When people immigrate to this country, they say, I want to belong here. I want to be the citizen of the United States of America. They lift their hand and they pledge allegiance to become a citizen of here, which means that the old home no longer has dominant sway. Far too many Christians who name the name of Jesus Christ are letting the old way have sway. That's why when things don't work out like they think they ought to work out on the earthly realm, they lose it. He says, you are now a citizen of heaven. Or as Colossians 1.13 says, you've been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. You're in another kingdom now. You are a resident here. This is not, this is not permanent locale. This is temporary passport location. And you ought to treat it that way. Which means that uh, you're not going to act like this is 
defining you anymore. You take your stand. If somebody asks you, are you a Democrat? You say, which issue are you talking about? Because I'm going to take that issue, I'm going to put it against the word of God, and then I'll tell you whether I'm a Democrat right now. Somebody tells you you're a Republican, which issue are you talking about? I'm going to take the Bible, look at the Bible based on that issue, and say, well, I'm a Republican right now. Why? Because I'm a kingdom all the time. I'm saying I'm 24-7 kingdom. That's why you must be a kingdom independent and you must roll forward now, whether you are happy or sad today, you must roll forward as a representation of heaven because you and I are the visiting team. And they're not going to applaud you on either side once you start disagreeing when they disagree with your master. That's why he says in the previous verse, he complains about those who set their minds on earthly things, verse 19 of Philippians 3. He says, stop thinking like an earthling. Stop thinking like a secularist. We need some kingdom citizens. We need some citizens who understand that they are to think heavenly, not earthly, not, not man's wisdom. James 3 says, there's a wisdom that comes from above. And then there's a wisdom that comes from demons. And he calls that earthly wisdom. He says, you are now citizens of heaven. You are to get your instructions. What goes into your mind and informs your decision is no longer earth. It's, it's on earth. It relates to earth. I, I, love, I love John 18. Because in John 18, they ask Jesus a question. They ask Jesus, are you a king? He, uh, he says in verse 33, are you the king of the Jews? Okay, everybody talking about you a king. Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answers in verse 36, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then my servants would be fighting. So if you out there fighting, if you out there inappropriately expressing how you uh, are frustrated, he said, you're not part of my kingdom because my kingdom don't, doesn't roll like that. Or my servants would fight so that I would not be handed over to the Jews. But as it is, my kingdom is not of this realm. Then he says in verse 37, you say correctly, I am a king. For this I have been born and for this I have come into the world to testify the, to the truth. Everyone who's of the truth hears my voice. You know why we're not hearing from heaven? Because we don't want the truth. So your first question, as a kingdom citizen, is what does God say? How does he feel? What does he think? What does he want? And if I don't know it, I'm going to find somebody who does know it, who can validate it by the word of God. And if the word of God contradicts it, then I have to reframe my thinking because I'm no longer an earthling. God sits high. He looks low. And he calls on his people to follow him, to take their stand with him and to give his perspective because you are citizens of heaven first. Problem today is uh, we've got double-minded Christians. The Bible says, James 1.5, let not that person think they will receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You are not a part-time citizen. You're a full-time citizen and happen to be a resident down here. 
So you think as a resident, you vote as a resident, you appeal to policies as a resident because you now are a kingdom citizen. God has a problem. He's got too many Benedict Arnolds. Yeah, he does. You know, Benedict Arnold is a turncoat. Somebody who, who goes to the other side, who leaves where their loyalty ought to be and they're working for the wrong team. Yes, you can be a Democrat, but you can't, you can't have an allegiance there, not an ultimate allegiance. You can be with the Republicans, but you can't have an ultimate allegiance there. Why? Because you belong to another king, you belong to another kingdom, and God looks at us and he sees a Benedict Arnold church. Not just individuals, he sees whole churches that have gone rogue. Because you see them compromising. You see them walking away from God's standard on life, God's standard on family, God's standard on justice, God's standard on government, God's standard on a whole plethora of issues. Talking about I think, I feel, I won't. My perspective is. No, no, no. Uh-uh. You are a citizen of heaven. And until we get that kind of radicalization among God's followers, we will not see the supernatural enter into the natural to bring order to a chaotic environment. And the mess that our society is in, our culture is in, our country is in, and our world is in, when we look at one problem after another problem after another problem, we better get the Lord back in this. And that's the church's job to bring God back in it, to do it with the right spirit, with the right attitude, to do it with legitimate unity, to do it based on truth, but to do it. And until we kind of get that kind of church that takes its stand because we're citizens of heaven. And he says, if you're a citizen of heaven in Philippians chapter three, he says, from which we also eagerly wait for a savior, that is the Lord Jesus Christ. You hear that? He says, look, you, you, you're going to have to get Jesus in his proper, proper role here. Jesus made it plain, all authority is given unto me in heaven and on earth. Matthew chapter 28, 16 to 20. He said, look, I'm in charge here now. But Christians don't believe that. We believe the world's in charge. The president is in charge. The Congress is in charge. No, no, no. Jesus is in charge. Remember God's philosophy of history? Ephesians chapter 1, verse 10. God's goal is to summarize all things. Did you catch that? I didn't stutter, and neither did God. All things, he says, are to be summarized in Jesus Christ. He concludes verse 22 and 23 of Ephesians chapter 1. He is the head of all things, but he's only been given to the church. So God is going to decide what he does in this country. He's going to decide what he's going to do in any country based on what the church does. So as you've heard me say many times, if we don't fix the church house, we can forget the White House. If we don't fix the church house, we can forget the House of Congress. Why? Because God works through the church to the principalities and the powers and the authorities in the culture. Too many have surrendered their passports. You know, uh, Spain had what was known as fifth columnist. Let me tell you about fifth columnist. When they were going to invade a country, a year before the invasion, 
they would send in people to become part of the culture. So doctors would become doctors in the culture that would be invaded sometime later. Lawyers would become lawyers. Teachers would become teachers. Families would set up shop in the culture. Uh, business people would set up shop in the culture. You see, they would, they would set up shop in the culture. You know what they were? They were saboteurs. They invaded the culture, but they represented Spain. So they were setting things up for the big invasion. They were called fifth columnists because Spain marched in four columns. But the fifth columnists who were sent in early were to set things up for the big invasion. Well, there's a big invasion coming to town. I hope you know that because Jesus is coming back. That's the big invasion. You talk about a pandemic, that's going to be a pandemic. When Jesus comes back, uh, that's that you talk about stuff being shook up and toe up from the flow up. That's what's going to happen when Jesus comes back. But he has some fifth columnists, folk he said in ahead of time, you and me, your family and my family, your church, my church. He sent us in ahead of time to set it up. We, we are we are his fifth columnists who've been sent in to set things up for the big invasion. You know, one of the reasons that so many Jews lost their lives under Hitler is because the church got silent. Let me tell you what Hitler said. Hitler, an evil man leading an evil empire. He wanted the final solution to get rid of the Jews. So he told the pastors, he said, now look, y'all go to church and take care of their souls. I mean, you, you, can, you can have their souls. But I got everything else. So you don't, you don't touch politics. You know, you don't touch society. You don't touch nothing. You just go to church and I'm going to leave you alone while you in church. That's what he told him. Dietrich Bonhoeffer went in and said, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. We, we, don't, we don't roll like that. We don't just tell people what to do in the pew while you acting crazy in the culture, while you passing wrong laws in the culture. Well, we don't do that. But he had gotten the church so anesthetized, so secularized, that as the train went by some churches with Jewish people crying out for help as they were taken to the camps to be killed, they would sing their songs from the hymn book. And when one of the people was asked, when you heard the people crying and begging for help as they passed your churches and you were singing, what did you do? The person said, we sang louder. We sang louder. Too many Christians and churches are singing louder while lives are going into hell, while people's lives are being destroyed by unrighteousness or by injustice. And we sing louder, preach longer, without becoming citizens of heaven, invading the culture with the worldview of the king, the Lord Jesus Christ. So, what are you going to do? What am I going to do? What are we going to do? First of all, 
You're going to be publicly known as a citizen of heaven. You don't mind. You don't mind saying in the right way, with the right heart, my first allegiance is to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't even say God because that's vague. Let's get specific. My first allegiance is to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now we know which God you're talking about. Then you're not only going to be a good churchgoer, you're going to gauge the culture. You're going to bring a Christian influence to the sphere of your influence. You're going to go to the city council meetings. You want to hear what's happening in your community and whether there are unjust practices that are not being addressed in your community. Whether there's evil happenings that need to be reversed. You want to make sure that the Police are handling things in the right way, but that the citizens are also responding in the right way because you don't play favorites, you play kingdom. So you take your stand as a citizen of heaven, bringing it, drawing it down to earth. You, you take your stand. Churches don't just preach pie-in-the-sky sermons as though they don't have anything to do with the, with the world in which we live. You, we challenge people how not to be doctors, but to be God's representative in the medical field so the medical field sees what God looks like when God helps hurting people. That lawyers are not just lawyers, they're God's representative in the Bar Association so the Bar Association gets to see what God looks like when God tries a case. That teachers are not just teachers, they're God's representative in the educational field so the educational field sees what God looks like when God teaches a lesson. Where business people are not just business people, but they're God's representative in business so that the business world sees what God looks like when God cuts a deal. When housewives and homemakers are not just homemakers, they're God's God's representative in the home to make sure that the home reflects the character of God where men have defined their malehood not by the culture but by what God says a man ought to be and the responsibility of a man spiritually and how he ought to lead his family and relate to his mate and raise his children. We are trying to create kingdom people who are citizens of heaven and not mimics of the culture. When we do that, when we go that way, Let's get this straight. There's no salvation in politics. We, we, we've been acting like politics is the savior. Well, if we get the right person in, we're going to be saved. You don't get it. We don't get it. If God is not postured properly, it doesn't matter who you elect. It is the absence or presence of God in an environment. That is why the more secular you become, the less God you will see, the less God you will see, the more chaos you will deal with. So the church better shake up, wake up, and get up so that we can see what God can do if Christ be not come through a church where the citizens understand where our true citizenship lies. One day, a man was going to the shoe shop and the shoe shop closed at five o'clock. But by the time he got through the traffic, he got there at 5.01. He was late. But he could see in the window that the shoe repair man was still there inside. The door had been locked, so he knocked on the door. The shoe man says, I'm closed. He said, please, 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 I, I didn't mean to be late. Please, I really got to get my shoes. 
The proprietor opened the door and let him in. He said, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that I'm late. But then the gentleman noticed something. He says, I see the lot where this shoe shop is located. It's all clear. There are no cars. Um, are, you, are you getting ready to go home? Oh, he says, I'm already home. No, I mean, leave the shop and go home. He said, I'm, I'm already home. He said, well, what do, you, what do you mean you're already home? He said, you see those steps up there? See those steps over there in the corner? I'm getting ready to go upstairs. I live up there. I just work down here. I live up there. But I just work down here. If you're going to be a kingdom citizen whose citizenship is in heaven, who is a visible, verbal follower of Jesus Christ, bringing the concerns of heaven and executing them in the culture, you live up there. You just work down here. Thanks for joining us today. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast to hear more great messages from inspiring teachers like Tony Evans. Rate this podcast and write a review if you haven't already. And share this message so others can be encouraged by this teaching too. So subscribe, rate, review, and share. We hope you were inspired by today's message. God bless.